1: And Welcome to the Terrace Podcast My name is Craig Cairns and after a week off I'm joined again by Chris Willimo How are you doing Chris?
0: Good morning Craig, You're a week off I eh? couldn't believe it, you gave me a little shout You know what, <laughs> I think uh, I'm seeing too much Seeing too much of you big man, I need a week <laughs> off What about that, I felt a little bit dis- dis- disappointed last I'm week s-
1: I'm sorry Chris yeah, I, Just I...
0: came out the blue just, I was looking forward, it was, the night, it was the day before as well The day before was supposed to be coming on And then you just gave me that shout I'm thinking, I've looked, I looked at my missus and went He's just been me off for a week. He's obviously got better things to do. You know what I mean, mate? What's going on?
1: I'm in, uh, we're in level four up here. I, I definitely didn't have bigger things to do. I celebrated my birthday, but when I say celebrated, I, I, I sat in the house and was on a Zoom call. That was about the extent of my oh, birthday belated, celebration. You
0: happy birthday, mate. How old's that then? Thank you. 38, if you can believe 58. that. 38. I tell you what, I thought you were in your 20s, mate. You're yeah. looking well. Yeah, I get looking that all well. the time. 40, 42 here, mate. 42. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said to you a couple of weeks
1: ago, that I'm, you're just a, a few years older than me You must have thought I was joking when I said that
0: I did, yeah, I did, I thought you were in your late 20s mate. So I'll give you that, 38, you're doing alright mate You're using the right moisturising cream anyway, son eh?
1: Thanks, thanks, I'll, <laughs> I'll take that all day So yeah, we've got a couple of things we're going to talk about today uh, We'll kick off uh, with Scotland's group for the World Cup qualifying that was drawn the other night we got Denmark, Austria, Israel again Faroe Islands and Moldova so
0: what were your initial thoughts on the, the group Chris? Absolutely delighted <laughs> absolutely delighted I think uh, you're thinking about you're thinking about the the best scenario and I'm, I'm, I've got to say it's not far off what, what, what we could have hoped for you're looking at that group right and you're sitting thinking, mate. Let's let's look at the what what's coming at the Euros first. Right, so we've got England, we've got Croatia, Czech Republic, right. Now, none of those games, none of those games are are, are unwinnable. We we can go. So I'm looking at this group and sitting thinking, this is a great great group for us to get get us ready because a couple of those games are going to be coming in March. I think, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I've got I've got the I've got the schedule. There's a triple ready, header actually. in March. Yeah. So. I, I, I watched Steve Clark's interview and I think he was spot on. It's not an easy group because the, 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 no, no, there, there is no such thing as an easy group. But I think that is best case scenario. Yeah. And I think I think again with the players that we've got, if we can just get a little bit more consistency, that that fuel good factor, anything's possible, Craigie. So I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm quite I'm quite happy, delighted with the group. Obviously, you look at Denmark, Austria. I think we've actually got a better record against Denmark. Uh, out of the games that we've played, I think we've actually won more. I think Austria have got have of us, but like you say, they're all challenges, you know. And I don't, I don't, I don't feel. I, I feel if anything, our players are a little bit more relaxed going into games as underdogs. You know, like that when the, when the pressure's off. I think that we are tested more when we are the favourites for games. Sure, that against Israel
1: thing. multiple times. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, but look, like like Steve Clark said, look, that last game against Israel, you know, it was a tight affair. It was a uh, the, the the goal again, Scott McTominay got 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 pipped just well, a little bit of individual quality, but it's just I I'm, I'm looking at the group, and that's what it's all about. I think there's a there's a real good chance again. It's about gathering momentum, getting into that winning winning mentality, winning habits. Uh, but you know, I think I think all the players, I think the staff, the SFA, everyone. Us as fans, you know, I look at that group thinking, you know what, it could have been a lot worse.
1: It all comes down to us. I know that's quite obvious to say, but we, we, our last couple of results have been a bit disappointing. But we showed a lot of promise before that. And if we can perform to the levels that we know this team can, then we can get results against the likes of Denmark and Austria. It's just it's the type of group that if you could have picked the group as the draw was being made, if you could have picked the the first and second pot teams that were already out that's the group that we would have gone for, definitely. And then the yeah. teams that have come afterwards, they're all beatable as well. But at the same time, we've shown in multiple qualification campaigns that we can go to places like Moldova or, or whatever and, and 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 come away with a 1-0 defeat or a, a disappointing yeah. draw or something like that. So even though it seems like an obvious thing to say, I really do think it just comes down to us and how well we perform
0: in, in each game. Well, yeah, but... I, I, for me, it's all about the result, you know, and, and I, I don't I honestly don't care, Craig, if it's the ugliest game and it's a one 0 win at Moldova or we we scrape out a one 0 ugliest penalty in the last minute. I don't care. It's all about the result for me, mate. And that's and that's the way that I'm always gonna be. You know, it's a result business. Putting the points on the board is, is, is what's what's important. And I know if if you're consistently winning games and you're getting over the line then then maybe you venture into oh what kind of football is it an is it an attractive brand of football that that, that that we're playing? For me, I don't care. I don't care. It's yep. about just getting the result, getting the points and uh and, and qualifying. I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Did you see any of the Champions League
1: last night? Because Billy Gilmore's um performance was highlighted and he looks like he could be one of the people that could force his way in to the squad uh, for these matches or for the Euros and um, there's talk this morning that even Rangers are interested in maybe bringing him back on loan uh, in January but did you see much of his performance last night?
0: i never seen the performance but it's a player that I'm, I'm I'm aware of you know you think about you think about the position so more, more so holding midfielder w- which he is and I think he's a fantastic technical player who who's the upper So in in that position uh, in our squad at the minute, you've got uh, there's there's Ryan Jack, right? So I think he's probably one of the one of one of the the, the best players, if not the best player in, in, in the SBFL in that position. I think he's outstanding, right? Uh, you have got Callum McGregor, Kenny McLean, both and have played those roles in in this in this last in this last qualifying group. Yeah. Now Gilmore again, utter quality. And you know what, a player that's a player that's delivering, a player that's getting his chance, obviously someone that Frank Lampard looks 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 at and and, and, and favours greatly. It doesn't do Scotland any harms having that quality in depth. And you know what, we know that he's up to it. playing Champions League football, play, playing week because there was a period last last season it was that he was he was he was he was in every game. Yeah, you know, he got and injured. Yeah, and he got injured exactly. So again, I think it would be I think it'd be beneficial for him if it was Rangers. Again, i g I'm surprised that there's not a Celtic or Rangers bringing looking at him anyway for the fact that he'll come up. He's on another level altogether. And he's and that's that's a surprise because I think Ryan Jack at Rangers, again, that position's his. You know, for it just shows you where Steven Jennard's thinking, more competition. It brings up the levels of everyone. And, you know, you know, Rangers are flying at the minute. And and, and as much as it hurts me, they're, they're doing the job. They are doing the job. So, uh, again, I've, I'm a big fan of him. It wouldn't, be, it wouldn't surprise me, but I think it'd be beneficial for him to come and be playing consistently as well. And I think he'll have that in his mind. If he's playing game in game out before the the qualifiers, that'll just uh, that'll especially up in Scotland. Yeah, Steve Clark will have more of an eye on that. That'll I, I can understand why there's why that's the thought process, Craig.
1: It'd be quite interesting but uh, as, as you kind of mentioned there there's quite a lot of competition in that uh, Rangers midfield at the moment but we um, yeah. let's move on to the next topic we're going to discuss and that's Livingston specifically David Martindale who's now been tasked with the job on an interim basis until the new year and then they're going to review it. He had an important role at the club under the three previous managers I don't think it was any secret that he had quite um, quite a hands-on approach to to team selection, tactics, recruitment, all these kind of things um, under the managers that he's kind of been assistant or head of operations if head of footballing operations I think was his official title but yeah. he, he seems to have made a, a decent start uh, they have blown away Air United 4-0 in the Betfred Cup they're 90 minutes away from a semi-final or made first major semi-final in, since 2006 or something like that and they won 2-0 against Dundee United at the weekend, the game I was at. And the thing that was being said after the game was the intensity seems to be back. Nicky Devlin said this when he was interviewed and both David Martindale said himself, he said the last two performances, the intensity was back. And it seemed like, it seemed like the livy that was successful last season had kind of returned.
0: Yeah, I have, I have to say it's an interesting one, isn't it? you think about because I, I think he's always had quite a powerful role uh, a, a, a powerful voice behind the scenes if it be proper hands on the one making the the big decisions and that can always be a little bit uh, oh how can I say it's, it's you know I think having too many voices uh, in front of a group of players can, can and there's different messages getting put can be quite confusing uh, and I think from, from, from like you say I think it's from from what I know, David Martindale's always always been quite uh, at the forefront, making these decisions at Livingston Football Club. So again, it's not it's not going to be anything that, w- that the players don't know. So having that reaction, maybe again, it's it's not having different messages go to the players. So it's quite easy for them to understand and, and take forward what what the managers asking. Uh, it's an interesting one for me because if he's always been there if he's always had such an influential role i guess it's probably his his past maybe that the 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 football club maybe think that i guess every football club craig what you got to think is a brand you know and you know what he's, he's he's done his he's he's made his mistakes he's done his time he's reformed and everyone deserves a second chance and that that's that, that that's that's the whole that is the whole point of that 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 system in
1: yeah place I think it you gets know, lost he? sometimes. I think um prison is obviously like a punishment, but it's also supposed to be and it's something that it often fails in when you look at reoffending rates and things like that, but it often fails in rehabilitation but if you look at his case, he has acknowledged his mistakes, he's yep. moved on from them, and he's um he's built his life again he's done what you're supposed to do exactly. if you find
0: yourself in that kind of situation. Correct. Exactly. Exactly, and that's what we, that's what we've got to applaud them. But you still got to remember remember with certain organisations, if it's football clubs or whatever it may be, it's still a brand. Your role and models to the
1: kids and things like that, so exactly, it does become you know, a bit murky, so, yeah.
0: So Mark Mark Butchell, uh David Hopkins, two players I know very well. I've done my A license with with both, uh, and I know that uh, Martin deals very indebted to, to Hopkins. He brought him in as assistant manager because he must bring something to the table. He must have a he must he must he must have opinions. He must deliver those opinions well. And like you say, I guess when 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 he's when he's at the forefront now, he's inter inter manager. I can't see him not getting the job. You understand? I, I can't see because he's been so influential with the group of players over the last couple of years and the success they had last season. I guess will be a big, you'll have a big part to play in that as well. You know, so you know what? I, you you just want to wish him well. The players have definitely reacted the last couple of games: a four-nil against United, 2 0 against Dundee United, which is a, a fantastic result. Uh, Marv uh, Bartley getting the goal as well, one of my good friends. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's, it's it's one of them. It's an interesting one. It's just it's like like you said he held his hand up he said you know what I'm guilty he's done and ser- he's went and served his time and I just feel that he has he's built his life up again he's he's fallen into football and at the minute he seems to be he seems to be he seems to be bringing success yeah. to the club as well so so as I say long may that continue for him and, and, uh, and, uh, and, 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 and let's see where he can take it from there but I'll be I'll be keeping a close eye on that but you were at the game weren't you
1: I was, yeah, yeah I mean, like I said they've made a good start he's got some favourable fixtures coming up as well like a decent run of fixtures where he could um, put a few runs together between now and the end of the year and then like I say that's going to be reviewed whether he gets the the job uh, full time or not but yeah it was a bit of a it was a a bit of a kind of scrappy non-event in the first half Dundee United maybe edged the first 20 minutes or something like that but then after that Dundee United didn't create anything and from half time I don't know what was said at half time Martindale said he made a couple of tweaks um they came out just a completely different team. They just they just came flying out the traps, and they they just were in United's faces, all out attack from from the from the kickoff, and they were well worth their win in the end. They could have scored a few more. They they really yeah. battered them in that second half. But you were talking about we were talking about how he he had quite a powerful voice even when he was assistant and um, uh, and other managers were in charge. Have you ever you don't have to name names or anything, but have you ever had them? Um, a setup like that have you ever worked under managers like that or or even where you know the assistant is the real kind of brains of the operation
0: well you've been at clubs where the the manager doesn't really come out he doesn't really like I I I hear stories you know I mean I've, I've witnessed it at clubs that I've been at where the manager will just take a back seat you might see him you might not see him but look at Alex Ferguson Alex Ferguson never went down into. he brought in fantastic coaches and he sat in his office and he'd come down and just watch a a bit here and there Roy Keane was the same I've heard similar about Steven Gerrard Steven Gerrard will come down only a couple of days because he has complete trust in his, his coaching staff but they have their meetings. They discuss the football. Mm-hmm. They, he he discuss what he wants from the sessions, but he has that trust in his coaching staff to then go out and act that. And then when he wants to come, like I've watched Steven Gerrard in action, you know, as a coach, he is outstanding. But again, you have to keep that certain distance. So it's not a bad thing. You know, I think what, what I know about Martindale, that he was very hands-on. So now that he is... The, the main man as you say is he still going to be very hands on I'm not sure if he's who's if he's brought in an assistant Craig I'm, I'm sure you'll be more knowledgeable than me he's brought he's in
1: brought- uh, Liam Fox so he's already got oh the guys Tony Keggs was already there who yeah, is yeah. still working with them but he's brought in Liam Fox as a I don't know his actual role but he's one of his assistants basically
0: so you would hope and like you say I've been assistant manager myself and you know that I'm, I'm no yes man and I think the only way for a manager to be to, to to improve and be better is to bring in people that have strong opinions. That people aren't just going to say yes, Gaffer. Yeah, you're right. You're right. People to say no, Gaffer. I, I, you know what? I understand what you're saying, but this is this is how I'm seeing it. And and then delivering it, and then making them think. Because I think that's that's exactly what all these Stephen Jenner has that has that with McAllister. He has that someone that's been there, and done it, and says, you know what? You know what, Gaffer? I don't agree with that. Well tell me why. And having the discussion, not not taking it as a personal attack. Yeah. I think that's I think that's you know what? It's it's funny. It's like if you if you if you if you're the owner of any business, you bring in people higher better skilled at you in every in every field, so that you're the best that you can be. And it's the same with football. You bring in people that's gonna throw, throw curveballs at you. Gonna, obviously, got your back. That's the, that's the biggest thing. So it's uh, I, I have experienced that. I've heard a lot about it. I've heard a lot of stories about managers that don't really come and get hands on, but they are. Every, every training session has to be. I've been in that. I've been in the office. I've been I've been preparing uh, training sessions for players for the for the as a collective. You know, the manager has massive input. Then all of a sudden, he has to do, go and do his other stuff. The politics. From, from above at football clubs and then you go out you take your players and if he allows you to go out then you know that he's got complete trust in you to go out and do exactly what you need to do with those players and it is so I don't see it being a big thing but it's interesting that he's brought in certain people now because he is the main man and he was always quite hands-on David Martindale so so again and like you say it's, it's getting the reaction from the players and I guess the same message coming just the one message coming can be an important thing for a footballer because if you're getting different messages here and there that can be quite confusing well Livingston faced Dundee United
1: at the weekend there who were hit by a number of COVID call-offs including their entire management team they went ahead and played the game though they still managed to field a decent side there's been a couple of other teams earlier in the season who haven't been quite as fortunate and have postponed matches and after a two month investigation um, St Mirren and Kilmarnock were both awarded kind of default 3-0 defeats I think St Mirren got two Kilmarnock got one of those I just wanted to get your opinion first of all on I mean do you think that do you think that's a fair outcome I mean it, they've admitted to breaching the regulations but do you think a, a default 3-0 defeat is uh, is a fair outcome
0: shambles absolute shambles no it's a disgrace it's a disgrace so wait a minute so the the Aberdeen St Johnston game that got called uh, St Johnson Aberdeen game that got called off two games into the, the campaign uh, on the 8th of August because players go out after the after the defeat to Rangers so nothing comes back with that they, they, that was a breach Is that not a breach yeah so again there's no consistency and this is something we spoke about before if if before a ball is kicked Craig there's all these scenarios and what the punishments are going to be then I I can't say nothing about it and neither can any football club but they cannot start throwing three points and three nil defeats eight ten twelve games into a campaign when it's been breached before the Celtic player who flew to Spain for God's sake yeah I think you know the, what I mean? the big difference
1: between those two I mean I, I I largely agree with you the difference between those two is that the first decisions were made pretty much by the Scottish government the Scottish government said these games shouldn't go ahead and then the SPFL then allowed it's still a breach allowed, yeah no breach I agree game. I totally agree but the SPFL allowed those games to become uh, to be replayed, basically, or uh, yeah. not replayed, but uh, play that later date. A later date. The difference with this one was it was a investigation. It was an independent panel, and they've come to the conclusion that um, that it, the, the game should be uh, de- declared void, and the the team that, that couldn't uh, fulfil the fixture therefore has to uh, lose the game. But I think my, my biggest problem, and I've said this over and over again this season, I think we made a mistake by trying to play an entire season during a pandemic now I know that um, we maybe thought we'd be in a better position by this Point. We thought there'd maybe be fans and grounds and uh, things would be getting back to normal in society a bit more. That's not happened, but I, I still think it was a bit silly trying to play an entire season, which started late as well. By the way, yeah. but trying to play One an point. entire season uh, during a global pandemic. And I think what they're doing now is they're trying to set a precedent because they're worried that this is going to happen over and over again, and then they're going to run out of time to play fixtures. So I think I think that's why. But they, I mean, they've painted <coughs> themselves into a corner with this. I mean, they're going to have to do this every time. Uh, a, a club breaches rules and has to postpone a game because of it.
0: Yeah. Well exactly this is this is this is a precedent that's been set now but I kind of disagree with you for the fact that football had to come back Craig. Football had to come back because oh, clubs, were, clubs 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 were were struggling financially. <laughs> Maybe just and play let, less let, of it though. No. No but let 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 let's, let's let's get it right here so if if these instances hadn't happened let's say the Aberdeen players, the Celtic player didn't go right. Kilmarnock St Mirren. I know it was the goalkeeper that first went down. But they, uh, speaking with Jim Goodwin, they 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 were certain they were following certain protocols. I think Kilmarnock I heard a little rumor that the 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 bus they were they were all going on the same bus or whatever it was. I can't I can't get into the nitty gritty of it. So if if, if clubs are one hundred percent following the rules and like you say the, the, these two clubs St Mirren and Kumalik, have been investigated and found and found guilty that's why the punishments if they hadn't been found guilty and we hadn't had those instances with Aberdeen and Celtic I think there was a couple of young players living, uh, at Livingston uh, at uh, uh, Hamilton as well that, that had got it so it's not been too bad Craig Mm-hmm. so again so if if, if Kilmarnock haven't followed the rules or or again breached and it's difficult because it doesn't it doesn't cover extended family so say I'm a, I'm a professional footballer at Kilmarnock or St Mirren and then I go home and my uh, in fact it was a young boy it was a young boy whose mother's a care worker at St Mirren that, that, that lives at home and then he comes into training so his mum's a nurse She's going to work. She comes home. He then gets it and then comes into work. Yeah, you're how never going to prevent
1: you, all of those things.
0: How can yeah. you prevent those unless you actually then say, right, okay, like, like let's let's put the football team into a bubble. Let's test them if it's like four or five days before a game, but the games come thick and fast. Let's test them. They're in a bubble. They train. They're not allowed to go home again. That's 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 going to bring other issues, mental health, all sorts, because you know so so i've got to say there's it is, it is so difficult and 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 like what you said they've set a precedent now that if this happens again it's basically a 3-3-0 three, uh, three, uh, defeat and three points given to the the opposition team so and this is a big season for a lot of reasons you know if this if if, uh, if Rangers were to, were to come down with it and then they were to get I'd love to see what back. they do
1: if it affects a wow. Rangers Celtic match I'd wow. love to see what Talk they
0: would to do me. yeah to me, oh, <laughs>
1: default wow. 3-0 win for Rangers or something like that I mean uh, that's I'd, it mate I'd love that's
0: to it see be se- that'd be, they can't you know what I mean a season that means so much mm-hmm. to these two football clubs they're going to take three points off someone because of a breach that like you say it's, it's basically it's impossible to stop but of course, I'd it means
1: it means a lot to a lot of other teams as well. Um, like Submerin, for instance, they're they're on a great run at the moment, well, a decent run at the moment. I think they're eight unbeaten. They, they've they've just gone through against Aberdeen in the cup. Uh, the same week, they get a a decent draw against them I mean maybe a little bit disappointed because they're playing against 10 men for some of it but they got a decent draw yet they find themselves bottom of the league because they've lost a 6 pointer that they didn't play against Hamilton and Hamilton have been awarded that 3-0 and another point I heard mentioned recently uh, which I found quite interesting uh was that there's teams now being affected by this who had nothing to do with these games, so Ross County have dropped a couple of places and they're not even involved in this Um, Hibs now have Motherwell much closer to them than they did who could be a potential rival for them for a a European spot, the gap there's now narrowed quite a bit, now Motherwell could have won those games anyway, but you've got to go out and win them, and yeah, I don't know, goal difference, Motherwell's goal difference is now significantly better than it was um, because even if they do win those games what are the chances they win both of them by three Goals, so th- there just seems to be not only the teams that were involved have benefited or not benefited from this. There's other teams that had nothing to do with it that are affected.
0: Yeah, and and, and this is this is this is football, Craig. You know, this is something that, like you say, I, I think it's a, a reactive decision. I think it's something that's not it's not proactive. It's not it's not being thought about. You know, yeah. and I think it's very surprising because you called it. It was such a difficult time to bring football back. In this pandemic, that surely you have to be prepared for every scenario that yeah, it throws at you.
1: That's it. We're just and making it up as we go along. Maybe not making it up, exactly. but we're making decisions no, as we go along. We're
0: reacting. We're reacting. Yeah, whereas exactly. I think, I think, if all this had been put into black and white for the clubs to agree on, I think most clubs would say, right, you know what? Yeah, yeah, we ha- we have to. We have to, and I know the clubs play a big a big part on this because it was it was given to the football clubs and they weren't in agreement about it again because for different very different reasons those teams thinking well we don't have the same the same facilities as the likes if it's the smaller clubs we don't have the same facilities of the the Hibs the Celtics the the Aberdeen's the Rangers so so. We, 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 we could fall we could fall we could fall guilty to some of these breaches because we we don't have that money to so it is it's a disappointing one no but it's interesting then so St bottom of the table right? yeah okay. and okay. they're
1: 8 games unbeaten some of them are in the cup but it, j- it just seems a bit because uh, they had a kind of a decent start then they had a really tough time they've got their season yeah. back on track to a certain extent and now this is kind of well they have
0: to react from it that's yeah. the thing I think they've got no other option like you say they're eight games unbeaten so you think now that Jim just says look we've been inducted we've, we've, we've these points or whatever it is we have to just kick on we have to keep doing what we're doing and like you say hopefully they can get themselves out of it but like you say it's it's playing with the livelihoods of, of, uh, of, of players, managers and football clubs here it's and it's as it's disappointing to see. For the last few minutes,
1: let's just talk about something that maybe isn't necessarily related to Scottish football, but it's kind of been big news recently, and that's uh, taking the knee. And there was um, the FA are now going to probe incidents at Millwall and one of your old clubs, Colchester, after there was uh, some. There appeared to be some booing during the uh, during well while some players were taking the knee. Um, now we don't have fans up in this. In, uh, up in our stadiums yet, apart from a few exceptions, I, I worry that this kind of thing could maybe happen up here as well. Um, there was actually, although Millwall played again last night, and it was reported that there were there were no booze. I, I listened to the clip, and I think it sounded like there were still some, but it was kind of being drowned out by uh, applauses and cheers. But um, I, yeah, what what are your thoughts on the kind of the incidents over the last few few days?
0: Yeah, I was. I've got to say, I was doing a live game at the time, uh, and I remember uh, I was at uh, Stoke City, Middlesbrough, and I was doing it around the grounds with Adrian Durham, and uh, he was actually at Millwall because the the fans were were back in. And to be fair, just listening to them cheer the team out was was outstanding, and I was in shock. I was in complete shock when I, when I heard when I heard the booze and get up, and you're sitting thinking, wow. Wow, you know what I mean, and what what I was disappointed about, and I know Millwall they do do a lot, you know. Obviously, I, you know I'm I'm sat on the Premier League uh, Race Equality Advisory uh, Board, so I know that the the community trust at Millwall they, they do so much uh, about anti racism. So so it's it, what I was disappointed about. It was two thousand of the three thousand season tickets that they sold. So the club themselves know exactly. Who these fans yeah, are. are, yeah, you know, you know what I mean. So, uh, I'm expecting some some real punishments to be come to be thrown out. But last night, uh, Millwall chose to stand. They never took the knee. The Millwall they chose to stand, but still, uh, still re- re- uh, respect. Uh, and that was the
1: players came together with the other team didn't they and they held the banner the players came
0: together and it was uh, uh, equality united I think it was and I think I thought it was a fantastic tribute you know like you say we've been instructed now that we've got to record all all all, uh, all fans when fans are in record reactions from all clubs now because I think people are getting this a little bit mixed up with the, the actual Black Lives Matter movement. No, it's got nothing to do with that. Great. It seems to be it's an easy nothing... way
1: to dismiss it, isn't it? You even had an MP As... the other day saying, oh, well, Black Lives Matter is political and the Millwall exactly. fans have a
0: right exactly. to express their opinion, this kind of stuff. It's Exactly, but this is when you look at when you look at Robbie Cowlin the, the Colchester United owner he was actually educated in what taking the knee was actually for. And he, he and I, I thought his reaction to it was outstanding. You know, I know it's one of my old clubs and Millwall of came out with with a comment uh the, the day after it happened. We don't want to see it. There's no place for it. <clears throat> you know, this is this isn't this isn't saying that that, that black black lives matter more. It just means Black Lives Matter. That's 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 why they've taken that slogan. They're not they're not backing the political the political fight of of this Black Lives Matter movement. It's just saying it's, it's about a, it's racial about equality. equality. Yeah. it's about equality. Yeah, you know. So so hope, to be fair. There's always positives to take out you every negative. And what's this done? It's brought, brought it back to the forefront, hasn't it? Yeah, it's got us talking about it again. So I was again, actually that,
1: at the stage <laughs> where I was thinking the taking the knee was becoming a bit. Of a not an empty gesture, but it was just.
0: Well, QPR, was, QPR, QPR chose not to do it. There was and nothing. Les Ferdinand, Les Ferdinand had said to his players, mm. "We're not going to take the knee because it's been diluted. It's an it's it's it, he sees it as just an empty gesture." Exactly what you. Well, say? I just felt that not not no, not so much it was
1: an empty gesture. I more felt like there was no real change taking place in the background. It was just becoming like a routine thing that was becoming that was being done where when it was first being done it was bringing attention to it and all that kind of thing but then it got to the stage where it was just being done out of routine but there seemed to be no real change happening in the background and that was kind of where I was not taking issue with it but that's where I was thinking it was getting to the point where we need to start getting there needs to be some action again rather than us just doing this at every game and not doing anything about it
0: no I think you're, you're spot on I think that's what everyone's asking for is just action you know and like you say I thought what happened in Paris last night yeah that it, that, it shows great unity doesn't it hopefully so that's that, a moment
1: I'm, a watershed moment where That kind of where
0: that is I believe it will be you know I think Troy Deeney's come out and says if he experiences it he's just going to walk off walk off the pitch and I believe that he'd be followed by by players and I thought that's what needs to happen that's what needs to happen because it, now education's key but for one, you, you need to you, you need to want to be educated. You need to think, you know what, maybe, I, maybe I'm maybe I I'm am i have got an opinion in this and I've I've got an opinion because of certain things. I need to read up, I need to educate myself. And if I've still got the same opinion, then that's sure you. you've you've got that opinion. But please no know, know why it is you are doing and saying what you're saying. You know, it's so it's it's an interesting one, but like, I totally agree with you, Craig, and thank you for saying, but action is what's needed. Definitely, I think that's a good note to end on. Thanks again for joining me, Chris.
1: Pleasure as always Craigie, and thanks everybody for listening. Be sure to check out the other shows as well as our Patreon feed. Sports, social, podcast network.